All right, the record button has been pressed, and so it is time to open your mind. But not quite yet, because i got a surprise for you. I have a new title sequence. I think you will like it. Um, <coughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's really fast put together, but yet it also has essentially what a lot of podcasts I've, I've heard have that has, like, little clips from everyone, so it'll be fun. So without further ado... Here is the new uh, title uh, song. Going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? <laughs> it's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before they hit. <laughs> but we hit a flow in the conversation. Um, I think I'm. Open I mean, your mind head. with. I think I'm gonna hit. Finding the flow with Joel Franklin. That wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. (laughs) I lost it. Uh, Well, anyways, you know, that's what we do. We try here. uh, I need to work on my improv chops, but uh, the voice... The voice was was a good place, but uh, you can't understand a word he's saying. So so if you try to make funny statements, no one's gonna understand it anyways. So uh, there you go. Um, I am gonna make a really short one today. Dan, uh, I had, today's interview was with Dan Studnicki. Uh, we had a great interview. It, um, I feel like this is kind of like Mark Maron style now because uh, you know Mark Maron usually does the interviews and then and then on the podcast he'll have a little current. Um, his his like feeling of the interview he'll say something personal and then and then he'll get to the interview so but he'll you know he'll have that element and then that frees him up to like you know schedule all all these sort of interviews with like famous people and whatnot you know um and i'm sure it's edited a lot so yeah uh that is what i'm doing now I'm recording the interviews because they have to be right on time, and and it's um, honorable to do it on time, and then you just uh, fill fill the pieces afterwards. So um, so yeah, just a short little intro here. Um, it is actually Wednesday today at nighttime, and I think nighttime is really my time. It's where I have the mode for uh, this podcast, finding the flow. It probably is related. Um, I also. Um, be on the lookout soon i am going to have some new art well actually i take that back i will not uh release this podcast until i know i have some artwork and so um i have an idea for a a uh you know an a a, a brand 
I guess I, I wanted to ask uh, Dan about brands, and I, I don't think I remember to do that. It's too bad, because we did cover lots of stuff. Um, we went about uh, two and a half hours into stuff. So, um, just to clue you in, we went to places like talking about the good old days in Potsdam. We talked about... Uh, talked about uh, video games and Final Fantasy 6 and 7. We talked about internet culture and uh, your day-to-day activities on the internet and, and how it's it's kind of interesting, you know, what, um, what uh, like, like the, the angles of, of business and, uh, and this new, you know, kind of Wild West word world of the internet that's being created every day. And I think we kind of sum up some of it, you know. Uh, well, maybe maybe not too much, but but we definitely talk about it, and uh, we say what we're interested about, and that is fun. It's fun to listen to the conversation wherever it goes, and uh, I thought it go- went to great places. Um, and you know, and I think um, being that we are two of the four of the this big podcast thing, I think that um, you know it'll it, it, it'll be that much more interesting. You know, it's like taking these four podcasts that are all got their own thing going on and then putting a little, you know, putting, a, you know, putting them together, put a couple together and uh, see what happens. And so I think that is there's there's a good element of Dan Cast in here as well as as uh, finding the flow. So I hope you enjoy the interview. And um, I think this is the first time I'm going to repeat something, but I forgot to prepare any music because I don't have much time. I got to go to bed soon. All right, let's see. We are live, and I got Dan in the studio, or should I say on a phone in the studio. How you doing, Dan? I'm on a phone, man. <laughs> yeah, so how, how you do, where are you right now? I'm in my apartment. I'm walking around. I got this weird thing when I'm on a phone, and I don't know what it is, and I've just been, done it all my life where I just kind of pace. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, know, I know that. In the back corner of my bedroom. Now I'm going through the hallway, headed out towards the kitchen. Well, I was explaining. That's where I am now. Yep, in the kitchen. So I, I, I totally remember. I mean, I remember. Um, I wasn't much of a phone guy, but uh, when I was a teenager, I kind of got stuck in that. When I had girlfriends and stuff like that, I'd get like you know hour conversations, and yeah, I was definitely a phone pacer. Yeah, phone conversations are in some way. I think they're going to become a lost art. Because of like so, because so much conversation ha- happens like through text messages and and chats and stuff like that. Like I have for a long time had a fear, and maybe I still do have like anxiety of phone conversations. This is a good thing to talk about right before we do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the middle of a podcast is I, like I don't know. I had the same situation growing up. Like I had sisters 
who they just talked on the phone all the all the freaking time. And uh, as a young boy, like I thought that was the expected behavior for teenagers. <laughs> so, and it, didn't, it didn't take until like I was in my early twenties to be like, no, that's the expected behavior for teenage girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not necessarily everyone. So so how many you had older sisters then? Yeah, I got two sisters. Is that it? And, uh, that was it. I did not like you have any girlfriends in college, though. <laughs> oh. Or, excuse me, in high school. I did not have girlfriends in high school. And you, I, you're, you're an attractive man. <laughs> and I feel no shame in telling you that. <laughs> I. And uh, that does not surprise me that Joel had high school girlfriends. Well, you'd be surprised. I don't know. You heard you heard kind of my little podcast six uh, uh, rant, and I I um, had you know like a really weird you know i mean not to get too far but i mean it was basically like after i went through puberty i mentioned and and uh you know i all all of a sudden got good looking or whatever or or i cared about my looks and then yeah all of a sudden all of a sudden they started uh coming for me you know i never pursued them because i was terrified about it and and there was some uh some ridiculously uh well you can just imagine that situation a guy a boy that hardly has talked to any of his friend had any friends and then all of a sudden girls liked him just just the sort of uh disasters that happened <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i think that happened to a lot of you blossom man and then they they want you for your body yeah i remember one girlfriend i just uh i just i went out with for one day because she asked me to i think i just was attracted to her because she beat me in a game of basketball (laughs) it was so weird and then i uh i just stopped talking to her i stopped looking at her i was embarrassed to look at her and then she's like uh are we broken up or something Oh, <laughs> what grade was that? <laughs> that was ninth grade. That was that was the first like ex, uh, experience of a girl actually asking me out, and I didn't know what to say. I just said yes. <laughs> my my first experience like that was about yeah, like seventh grade, and there was this girl next to my sister's locker, and my my sister Teresa had like pressured me into like dating her, which I don't know what that means really for a seventh grader, but uh-huh. it kind of means like a little label. And I hated it. And she, I don't know, my sisters were bullies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, I had an older sister, too. And I know what that's like. Yeah. But, so, yeah, sisters, they, uh, they really put it down. Like, that whole time for, I mean, I think you and I are pretty much the same in that when we were, like, you didn't, we wouldn't call, like, a fourth grader a dork. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> But no. I think that's what a lot of us were like, is um, just these kind of nerdy, dorky kids. And I, the way I always thought about it with childhood was like, there was a one faction of uh, boys who were into G.I. Joe's and another faction that was into Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> I know I, 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 you were on like the cool kid jock track, right? And then if you were into Ghostbusters, you were into the... You're gonna get wedged and <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have a rough time in junior high. See, see, my experience was a little different. I, I, um, let's see, I, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't have any friends really that were my peers. You know, I, I'm telling you, I had like zero friends um, until maybe fifth grade, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I actually had more, most of the things that I was into was like the things that my older brothers were. Cause you know, I had a, a brother that was 13 years older than me and, uh, 
so I was into like things like um, you know uh, Beatles and Rush and uh, and um, kind of adult movies. I can't even remember back in the, you know back. I can't in- imagine. I can't imagine being a fifth grader in Rush. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that is just. Yeah, I remember uh, having having some tape with with Rush on it and thinking that was a cool thing, bringing it in, and and uh, you know, no one got it. No one, I mean, no one even. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah, I have that story, same sort of thing. Because you're in the like you're in your parents' music or your older sister, older siblings' music, and you have no idea. Do you just think it's the the right thing to do? Because that's what the generation above you is doing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it's... I don't mean, like, 30 years in the past, but I mean, like... You got that conflict of... You got that, like, you know, that, that dualism of your, your family life and your, your social life. And basically, I didn't put much uh, into the social life, so I, I basically had most of the family life, and that was all, that's all I had was a more, 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 you know, and Mark Maron actually talks about it a lot. He always says how, you know, those are the people that, you know, it's always the older brother connections that got you into the good music. And it was, in the end, it was, a van- it was an advantage for me. You, know? you need that someone showing you the ropes yeah exactly <laughs> in some way I don't know if Rush is the ropes though <laughs> well it, it seems to be coming I mean I don't know all of a sudden Rush is kind of blown up and kind of uh, you remember seeing them on Colbert Report and like they just kind of all of a sudden the last like five years or something has kind of got, have gotten like re-recognized for being so awesome because they like influenced so many bands and stuff like that It, but that's coming from me a Rush nerd I, I don't know I'll do whatever I can to yeah. boost yeah, <laughs> I was never into Rush. Like yeah. I, I should have been. I was set up and geared to be into Rush. I just never. I don't know. I just never got into it. Yep. Never got the Rush bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't pick it up. Like when you listen to when you listen to like a uh, new music. I don't mean music like released. Released. We're doing this in 2013, and now as now it is recorded for posterity's purposes. I, I don't know if posterity is the right word. That means like your butt, right? What are we talking about? Oh, posterior. Posterior. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recording. You know, as it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. I, I, I moved. I moved a paper, and I, I totally got off track because I, you were talking about something with Rush. You know, um, the. Uh, it made me remind me because you were talking about Sound City and and David Grohl is is like the guy that that introduced Rush for the Hall of Fame. He's a huge, he's a huge Rush nerd. Dave Grohl, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Him and his uh, the drummer from Foo Fighters. Yeah, I don't know much about Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. Exactly. Well, whatever. All right, so. Um, a little bit of context. Um, Dan, uh, Dan and I, actually, all of us Potsdam or all of us uh, podcast guys in this uh, four-way podcast we got going on, uh, all went to Potsdam. So um, you were one year ahead of me. Um, we seemed to kind of all had the same friends eventually. Like I, I kind of knew uh, Melody Potter. I knew uh, Mike Winkler. Uh, all people that that. Well, actually, the people listening to this would all know, so so I guess it's worth naming some of these names. And then and then little by little, you know, it was like meant to be that we were all kind of um, friends together. And then and then Chris and I lived lived close to each other, so that that kind of was the connection. I don't know. 
So, so I think the first time. Do you want to hear the first time I met you? Um, I think I remember. Okay. Okay. Sure. I think we were in Men's Ensemble together. Yes, I, I, I was going to say the same thing. What's that? I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, Men's Ensemble for those for your listeners, which I guess is everyone, and the, the three or four listeners, <laughs> <laughs> um, is the group. It's like the it's like the group that they put all the uh, male singers in for like the first year of pop, like Crane, like music school, and that's like. You know, the requirement when you're in studying in a music school is to be in these performance groups. Now, I was, yeah, I was a year behind you, but the, I was, no, wait. A year ahead of me. Let me rephrase that. I was a year ahead of you, but the thing was, I had not auditioned for Crane until a semester before I first met you. Okay. So I didn't, I wasn't even going to be a music major, and then something i just figured well it's something i enjoy doing so we'll go ahead and do this. what is what was your major what's that what was your major i was undeclared but i was thinking of i've been interested in journalism and so i was leaning towards a communications degree and then that makes sense i, know, I just couldn't i was just interested in i had been, i had been interested in music basically my whole life and then it just felt like the right thing to do is go into music school. And did you get a major once you went to music school? Well, yeah, I, I had declared, um, what did I do? I adopted what they call the musical studies major. Okay, okay. Basically theory and history. So, <laughs> and the difference is, like, Crane is like the music teacher <laughs> the music teacher factory they just pump out music teachers yep and that's kind of what they're known for yep last I heard was something like 50% of Crane 50% of music teachers in New York State are from the Crane School of Music and so it's very heavily geared towards education majors but that's not the only thing they can do because I had for whatever reason thought musical studies was going to be my thing because I wanted to be a composer at the time, and so that track is very focused on history and uh, music theory. And eventually, I just said, <laughs> I, I gave up. Basically, <laughs> I, uh, I uh, dropped it and just adopted the BA in music and added a music business minor. Okay. Business, like business of music minor. Did you have to do anything extra for? The- Go ahead. Did you have to do anything extra for that, or was that just kind of like you had what you needed already? When I when I got, eh, well, you got to do the fundamentals, like all the theory classes still. Yep. And, uh, there were some different things. There was um, like uh, like those studio classes. Remember those? Oh yeah. The the well, what what instrument did you were well, voice? I was voice. Yeah, yeah. So, so you had, yeah. Who, who? So you had, a, yeah. I remember the studios definitely. Yeah, I had, I had Boris Lucian. Boris Lucian, oh yeah. I, 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 he was, he was my advisor. I, I always liked him, but I, I always had, I always had the new guy. I, I started off with Alexander Hurd, then I went on to uh, Shannon Unger. For your, for your advisor. For, for my, for my uh, studio teacher. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the music, uh, the BA students, they don't require you, they require you to take two, only two years of the studio classes. Every, when you're got, when you're getting a Bachelor of Music, 
pretty much has to be in studio classes the whole time. Yeah. So I was at the point where it's like, I, for whatever reason, I just didn't want to put in the work. <laughs> yeah, but that was really it. You know, I was I was there for three and a you know three and a half years because I you know you student taught and I I as well did not want to put on the work and uh, so I had a lot of embarrassing moments in studio but I I, I squeaked squeaked by but I hated I, I I could sing great but I I hated the the practicing over and over the same stuff right well that's the thing is you got to treat it like a job <laughs> you know to people like. I think we'll get into this part, this into the conversation. We might get into this conversation later, but um, I like there were. I, I get the feeling like at a mu- at music schools, many of the first year students were just the good singers in their town. Uh huh. Yep. And, that's me. <laughs> and then after a year, what's that? That's me. Yeah. And then <laughs> and after then after, after a year, year they get disillusioned. Okay. After a year, you get disillusioned in the sea of all these fucking good music. You know, everyone's good. Well, it's, well it's everyone's good, but they're and and you may be innately good, but that's not enough. Like uh-huh. you've got to be mm-hmm. willing to spend the hours in the practice room, and you've got to be willing to spend the hours chunking out your. And, oh man! Describe those. Wait, wait! Describe, describe those. The describe the the practice rooms. Just, just to give us a, you know. Uh, I mean, there, there was these practice rooms were like little cubbies. I mean, I actually tell you the truth. I, you know, with with my family, I kind of wish I had a practice room. But still, like there were these little cubbies, and it wasn't like they were soundproof. And they brought they fit as much as they could in like two hallways. And you had maybe you know you usually had a piano and a little space, and you just had to yeah. You know, so so yeah, you explain your, the the practice. They had, a, they had like a mirror in there, yep. so you could like practice standing correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and yeah, but it was like this at cranes. Like I know in other schools they had um they had more like private schools had more money to put in their their um practice rooms, and they had these beautiful pianos, and and the whole the room was like made of like the wood of the. To the grandest tree in the forest. Yeah, yeah, the, with the best acoustics ever, you know. And the uh, and the crane practice rooms, they were just pretty much all you needed. It's like, here's your uh, piano, here's a mirror, the walls are brick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what it sounds like. I, I don't know how many like times like we had this project where we all had to make a video and I don't know how many times people made the joke where they just they took a video camera they opened the door to a practice room and they closed it and then they said like three hours later and they like every day <laughs> yeah so that was my that was my my downfall in music school was I used to think like oh I just I've not cut out for saying every time I had any sort of doubt and it took me a while to just get over the fact, like, you know, I was lazy. <laughs> and I didn't want to. Anytime someone, and I, I see, I, I remember moments throughout Popsang, like, anytime someone was just struggling, it was because they just didn't get it immediately. And they didn't put in the hard work that you're supposed to do. Like, yeah. I remember how many times, like, you would have to do, in claim, you would have to do oral skills test which is you would basically sit in a room with your your teacher and you would go and sight read 
um, exercises from a book. Yep, yep, and uh, yeah, it was very stressful. I mean, I, for me, anyways. I mean, I, I... And the reason is, and it was for me too, because I was lazy and yeah. didn't prepare for it until the night before. Well, that's classic. I mean, I, I mean, it's, I, don't, I don't know if anyone had had was was not like that. I mean, I I was. Yeah, I think most people were like that, yeah. and I think that's what separates you know normal okay they're okay performers from the people who are just stellar. Is yeah, I think like when I hear people say things like "Oh, so and so is just so gifted," and yada yada yada, I feel like that's. A cop-out. Yeah, it's a disservice to them. The acknowledgement of all the work that they've put in to make it look like things like they're, they got a gift from God. Yeah. I, I, I wish that there was an acknowledgement, like, when you say to someone that they're gifted, you're, you're taking away something about, by the way, I spent hours and hours and hours preparing for this, for this five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Of, of, of work that you just saw. Yeah, really- I, I agree. It's just like, I mean, I could tell you like a, a million situations, but like one, for instance, is like stand-up comedy is one that it looks so easy and natural, but yet every, I mean, anyone that knows anything about stand-up comedy knows it takes months of doing it in clubs and honing it down to get to where you're at, you know, and then everyone's like, I could fucking do that. You know? I could do that. Or, or, or he's gifted or, but yeah. I we had the stand-up comedy show in our, in my town about a year and a half ago, and, you know, I went to see it, and a lot of, there were some people that were just, they were kind of funny, and uh, other people, they got drunk before they got up there, and because they just thought, oh, this must be pretty easy, and people are not laughing at the joke. <laughs> They're laughing at the performer, because the performer is just so obviously nervous, yeah, yeah. and it just makes the situation, that's the way I felt about it. Yeah, I, I feel like that's. I mean, it was a free thing, <laughs> so so it was not quite a big deal. But especially if you're paying money for something, I feel like you should get not just not just like the performance, but the craftsmanship behind the performance. Yeah, it's it's totally true. I mean, I, I yeah, real <laughs> yeah, the the, the real uh, elitist, but eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, no, I totally agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, in getting back to like saying someone has a gift, you know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like James and I were talking about it, and and he was saying how it seems like you know we, the way that we grew up, we were naturally like let's just like love philosophy and talking that sort of stuff. And 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 he, you know, he said even Mozart, you know, was gifted, but he still had to put a lot of work in it. You know, I mean, and probably probably half of being gifted is that it makes you want to work. I mean, it, it maybe that's that's part of the gift is that your 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 uh your makeup makes you want to you're wired in a way that makes you want to work work work. Maybe it could even be an autism thing, autism thing, you know. <laughs> that's why I think like a lot of people are really, really good at something, sometimes they have, they have psychological problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, most of the time, isn't it, you know? Yeah, like a Mozart, where he's not a child prodigy. The kid was being groomed to be, that was all he could be yeah. <laughs> his entire life. Yeah. I mean, he just, he just lived the... He was, it was like the Michael Jackson of his day. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like, yeah, like that's that's a pretty good good analogy. Is that Michael Jackson? It was the sort of same thing. <laughs> Michael Jackson, talk about fucking crazy! Oh yeah, yeah. Ah. Oh, Michael Jackson. 
Okay, okay. Now let me let me let's just. Okay, we can talk about Michael Jackson. But yeah, we could. Now, but but I actually would like to to talk about our men's ensemble experience about twenty. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So 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 let me let me let me set this up a little bit, or at least let me let me tell you my side of it. So I this is my impression of Dan. Me and him. <laughs> so men's ensemble. Okay, it's one of those. Um, like Dan explained, it's one of those uh, freshman year things. And for Dan, it was his. Fre- it wasn't his freshman year in college, but it was his first year in Crane. So we both ended up aligning at that point. Um, not many other points in our our Potsdam time past that, but but that just happened to be one. And we never really talked that much, but we gave ourselves a lot of eye contact. Um, and and we also. <laughs> Like who's this guy? Well, well, it's not exactly that. It was just like I think we were both just just awkward, and you know, I I think we gave ourselves eye contact. It's like we both kind of get because we had uh, uh, a real. I mean, I I didn't really care for the. It wasn't Mr. McGovern that uh, was our, our teacher. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he was like, he was he was new, and he was all like nervous and all this shit. And I, he made me feel nervous, and uh, but but either way, the piece that we sang is what I really want to talk about. We sang this uh, piece that that was about Marcel Duchamp, and it was a ridic- ridiculous like new new agey kind of piece. You know, like if anyone knows about like the avant garde new new type of music, you'll know that like um, like. It gets pretty ridiculous. It gets into like John Cage and and that sort of stuff, where it's 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 just you know bizarre and almost for the sake to be different, you know. And so right. this piece set up the context. To, if I may add, is that these are these are eighteen year old kids just learning the real basic like key signatures and yeah 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 like that. And then here comes this like atonal thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at, yeah, exactly, and and it's an all all bo- you know all men's men's ensemble, so all men, and uh, I think there were sixteen voice parts, right? Say that again. Was there sixteen parts, or were there eight? Oh, in the Marcel Duchamp piece, man, I don't remember. It was pretty rough. It I, was something I, like eight. It was like. I think it was sixteen. Twelve or something like that. Yeah, I think it was sixteen. I, 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 I'm pretty sure. I think it was um I think it was a multiple of four. But it was uh it was def- yeah. definitely like a ridiculous amount. Like like you I mean, in, in men's ensembles it's it's actually kinda common to have eight parts, but like this was like a ridiculous amount of parts. Yeah, because the rhythms because they were like cascading rhythms and things. Yeah. And this was where I think you and I started to get to know each other is you and I were both on like tenor part two. Well, yeah, tenor part two out of ten, out of the you know the the six tenor parts, you know. <laughs> and and so and so the whole time we would just be singing the same shit. We we, we every like measure we would go data 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 was one of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Dita and then and then at the 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 epic climax where we said Marshall Duchamp is my dada <laughs> yeah. it was so related to men's ensemble I remember there was a performance somewhere in Potsdam and I think <laughs> I think I gave you a ride I think we decided to go to this performance together oh really you remember that uh, um, who, what was the performance I don't know it was like somewhere it was like <sighs> I don't 
don't know. It felt like it was like one of those, one of those old people clubs. Okay. <laughs> like the Rotary, but like... Um, there, there was one bar that seemed to be more old person friendly. It was like the nicer bar on the corner. This is not a bar. Are you talk- talking about Max? Maxfield. Yes, yes. Not a performance. This was a men's ensemble performance. And it was oh. Like, almost like a retirement home. Yes. <laughs> I okay, okay. I, I I know what you're talking about. I, I I totally forgot about riding with you. But um, uh, actually, I got to press pause really quick, Dan. I got got someone on the other line. This is back together. Um. Yes. Yes, I can. I got I got software now to do that. Okay. I got Audacity. It's real real easy. It's free. Yeah, I know audacity. Yeah. Okay, we're back on. So, so men's ensemble. Yeah, yeah. We were. Um, so, so um, describe again this this old person home. I mean, it's very, very vague. Well, this was like twelve, thirteen years ago. <laughs> I guess yeah. At this point, there's only so many. I mean, man, I've been in so many old people places. Yeah. It's just all a blur. I. I yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I got. I guess some kind of. I guess I feel like it was some sort of men's club. Like, yeah, we're gonna get together, we're gonna drink beer and talk <laughs> about women, and then men's on men's on was gonna be here, and they're gonna do something real manly for us. And here we are doing this Marcel Duchamp. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Like, oh, these. These old farts just don't appreciate. <laughs> they don't. They don't appreciate true arts, you know. <laughs> they don't appreciate true art. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that's a, I think that was the vibe. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. It happened a while ago. <laughs> so, um, um, you were also. I mean, one one little side note. Then, then, then we can move on. But, um, you were also part of like the. I was actually kind of envious um, of the Bowman kind of basement hallway, like the arts thing. Weren't you part of that? I was, but, um, yeah, what was I? I was on the arts floor, and I was rooming with Chris. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you, you, that's where you, Scott, and Chris had that connection. That's, see, like I was talking about, that's a little bit where I'm out of the loop with you guys, but, but I was, I was jealous because that sounded like a fun place to be. It was kind of, well, it was fun. I had a good time. It was kind, it was kind of strange, like, you can talk to Chris about this, because, uh, I, I had a roommate. And I didn't feel like things were working. <laughs> I, I I wanted to be in on the art floor culture, and Chris had a roommate, and he was sort of in the same situation. So I was like, "Why don't we get be roommates?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's totally that's a great idea." And I think what he really wanted was to have a room to himself, and I might have ruined that for him. <laughs> he, he said yes, and I was naive enough to think that's what he wanted. And in the end, it all worked out. I think so. Um, Chris and I are still very good friends. Donnie and I are very good friends. And then, yeah, they had a lot of good uh, friendships on the, the uh, art floor. Yeah, and Scott was your RA, RA right? Art floor. What's that? Melody was also on the art floor. Melody, yeah. And um, uh, Andrew Heathwaite? Andrew Heathwaite. Uh, wasn't Eric yeah. there? Was Eric? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Eric. Um, anyways, so uh, um, yeah, so that was your experience there. That that you know that 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 was awesome. I, that sounds like that was a cool time. So Dan, yeah. 
in this um, group of four, I, I almost like I, I was talking about the the mind, uh, body, and spirit kind of kind of thing, and uh, it's it's funny how um, it's almost like kind of possessed by by uh, you you Scott and, and Chris, you know, like uh, you are almost like our. Uh, our, our, our mind guy and, and, uh, and Chris is kind of in the body place. And then, um, and then, and then of course, Scott's our spirit guy. And, uh, and so you're our expert expert. I, uh, I was thinking about that when I, when I was, um, I think that was in a, a Beatles line, expert expert choking smokers, whatever, but you're, you're our expert expert, right? Expert expert. Yeah. For a while, I thought you were saying sexpert, and I was like, "I'll give it a shot." <laughs> yeah. Well, your uh, your dating advice seems to sound like you have at least a uh, pretty good idea on the game. The games. <laughs> Even though you might not be a player in it all the time, who knows? I don't know. You don't hate the player, man. I hate the game. I exactly. So, um, so <laughs> nice one. Uh, so, so I, you are like an internet presence. You, you actually, um, you know, it's not hard to find you online in some way. Or, um, if, if I say something to you online, I'll probably usually get a response within an hour. So, I mean, like, um, I wanted to kind of talk cause, cause I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I don't have, first of all, I don't have good enough internet. I don't have the time. And also I think I kind of got off the bandwagon after kind of college, maybe a little bit after, because I just, I just lost the time to be able to do it. So I hear a lot of things you talk about that I don't really, um, know about. So, um, I thought it'd be neat to kind of hear your daily internet business, your daily, like, what do you do during the day with internet usually? Okay. Well, during a weekday I'm at work. (laughs) <laughs> yep. So, I mean, let's pretend it's like a Saturday. Okay, okay. So, um, Saturday, <laughs> I'll wake up and I like to, I do the, let's say I'm doing the morning ritual. The morning ritual is something like, I, it's going to sound like real nerdy in a second. I'll go through my RSS feeds, which is basically all the news that I like to, uh, to, uh, read you, you know Dan, variety of topics okay can can, can i i mean um, as long as i don't get you too far off topics um can you just explain like rss feeds to me because i mean i've had podcasts um like from itunes and i figured that that automatic download is kind of the same thing like when you subscribe to something on itunes but i actually whenever i see rss feed i never really do anything but i'm guessing it's very similar it's some actually yeah like podcasting is built off RSS and so what an RSS is a feed is it's something that lives on a web server and it's what's called an extensible markup language file or XML and what this XML contains like say for instance for a news site it will contain the latest entries on the on the site like for a blog the thing at the top of the RSS feed is say the latest post of the blog so what they did for podcasting is they said, well, if we just had it so that this thing points to an MP3 file or some other sort of audio file, then we can do like an episodic content with this. So that's how podcasting is born. Okay. So, 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 um, 
so like for instance if you're if i mean i get it with the podcast like a podcast i haven't listened to i mean i get it through itunes but what about if you don't have itunes like i mean are are you just going to websites when you do it or do you have like an rss feed program um if you're doing podcasts like iTunes does podcasts. iTunes, I think, is what brought podcasting mainstream. There were already, when it came out, it was something like 2005 that iTunes added podcast support. And podcasts were at this, it's such an early, and it feels like a million years ago now. I cannot remember a time before. We were still like, in college. I, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think I'm like you. Like I, I enjoy no, I might not listen to stuff every week, but I like staying. I like listening to people talk, and <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't sound like I like to listen to myself talk. <laughs> and and uh, don't we all? The, uh, so it was. It was just a different. Yeah. What was the question? So the question. The question is. Podcasting it brought it mainstream. And yeah. Other software out there. Um, I think there are web clients that do that. Um, podcasting. So basically, you need some sort of downloading software, like software that has like like um, something like a views or like a like um, like a, I, I don't I don't know iTunes. I mean, so, something that that is is like a program that's basically there to download shit. Yeah, iTunes does that sort of stuff. Um, there's a bunch of things on iOS, which is like the iPhone software and the iPad software. That'll do that same sort of thing. Um, and then for stuff that's not related to podcasting, there was a time, see, RSS never really picked up. And so the only people that care about it are like super nerd dork types like you and me, and maybe more me than you, sounds like. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I just don't understand it. What's that? I just didn't quite understand. I mean, whenever I saw it, I, I would always, I mean, I knew the symbol. I Whenever I see RSS feed, it's, it's like a little, little, it's got a little, like, waves on it, you know? And I and yeah, whenever... It is, it is a relic from, like, 2005 to 2000. I mean, nothing really, it just never picked up because I think regular people, normal people, they, they didn't do a good job of explaining what it, what it could do. Yeah. People, I think when you were web browsing... There was a, like, I remember coming back from classes in Potsdam, and I would have the set of tabs that I would load in my browser. I would load up a news site, a gaming site, and, you know, back then we didn't have, like, Facebook or MySpace or things like that. You, if you wanted to, uh, to talk with your friends, you had an I, you know, you had AOL, you had IM. Yep, yep. And uh, that was the computer sort of experience. But now... So they had tried. So to, now they got stuff like all in one. They had tried to make it all in one. So instead of going to your web browser and opening like fifteen windows, you could just go to one thing, like a software on your computer or a website. Like Google Reader was very popular. It was like the number one RSS reader. When did that come out? Uh, what's that? When did that come out? Two thousand seven. I don't remember, but. But it was like the de facto, it completely, it, for better or worse, wiped the market for this RSS software down because it was a free offering and why should you pay when you can have Google handle it? Yep. And then, and then what happened way earlier this year, I think at the beginning of this month, is Google shut it down. So now there's, among the nerds, there's this resurgence, there's a period that's almost like 
a period of renaissance for this news reading stuff. So, okay, so explain, ex- I mean, okay, that total, I get it now. So explain just, I get it with, with files better than I get it with um, uh, blogs and stuff. So, so when you get it in a blog, does it come as like a text file or does it come like as written out? It'll come um, written out. I mean, it'll come formatted as, I mean, in most cases, it's just HTML output. Oh, okay. Okay. So just regular HTML text. Stuff you'll see on a web page. Yep. Okay. It's not part of the website at that point. It's just the content of the post. Okay. Cool. I totally get it now. Okay. So I actually think I wanna I wanna do that now. I I uh, that'll be that'll be nice because just uh, you you begin your day and you download all the uh, new th- or up or down yeah download all the new things that uh, have been updated and your things that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what you, you and I and the rest of these guys are doing these podcasts now. And the the funny thing is we we had talked about how this is sort of like hanging out again. Yep. I, I like to think of it like we all have ham radios. <laughs> and, and ham radios that have like that, but that can be picked up anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I can listen to your ham radio broadcast later. And then, uh, but back, but when I graduated high band, that didn't exist. And so the one ways we kept in touch, um, uh, like Chris, me, Andrew, Scott, we had we had blogs because there was no Facebook, and podcasting didn't exist. And uh, so it was basically it was sort of like the online diary or online journal. Yep. Yep. And. Uh, so that that was like the social thing to do back in like 2005. Yeah, that's it's it's kind of like a Facebook. You just get a bunch of RSS feeds of your friends' blogs. Our, yeah, Facebook is really the, the simplified, normal people way of doing nerdy things. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. It's just, it's, it's a re- it puts, makes things a little friendlier to use. I disagree with some things that Facebook does, but but they. But it is like it, it was the solution to the problem. I mean, yeah, I, I, what, what, it was like a solution to a problem of how do we get the general public to to get into this? And and I mean, it, it's it's, I mean, isn't it surprising how how like everybody can do it now? Like even you know your grandma can get on Facebook now. Like I I don't get what Facebook did, did to make it so easy, but it uh, I mean everybody's on it now. I think that I think people want to feel like part of the group. They want to be social, and that's kind of the why Facebook was picked up. Yeah, I and, bet you. You know, you know what it is. Everyone's on it. Yeah, and you know what it is like. Like um, some, you know, all our parents like like they took a look at all the pictures that started showing up on Facebook, and they were like, "I need fucking in on this," you know. Well, yeah, and that, this is the sort of thing. Like, I have a hard time sometimes explaining to people how to like use a computer <laughs> make a word document or how a word document oh my god it's so hard to explain and to people then, podcasts and then yeah let alone by trying to explain to someone how to use a podcast oh my god a very specific group it's almost like what one percent of all computer users under, all understand every anything that we just talked about and they all listen to this American life picking up like the standard uh, computer stuff but they get on Facebook where there's an incentive to learn about this stuff because the incentive is 
if I'm not a part of this, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to see what's happening among my peer group or among my social group. And somehow that's the that's how it works out. Is they figure out things much faster when there's a or something like that's on the line. You know, and that, they talk about. The, I mean, that was a market. You know, I mean, uh, there were, there's like four big markets, and there's the four big companies in, in internet. You know, there's the Google search market. They they figured it out. Uh, Amazon figured out the the buying. Uh, Facebook figured out the social media, and then um, uh, what was the last one? There's one other one in there. Uh, Yahoo, but they're kind of irrelevant. No, no, it's not Yahoo. I mean, we're talking about one of the the dominating. It might just be those three. Microsoft. Microsoft might be the other one. Microsoft got the the. I mean, they basically still kind of have that monopoly on anything besides a Mac, you know, operating system stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so so you deteriorated some, but those are your your ma- major computer markets. I'd say I don't know. Say that again. I think those are like your major computer markets. You know where those four behemoths have 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 grown. Yeah, and they're all trying to get in on each other's space. Exactly. Like Google wants to get in on the social. Facebook wants to get in on the buying. Um, I mean every. Facebook is just constantly with ads. Like, try your try selling your own ads on on Facebook. You tell us everything about your life, and we'll we'll tell you exactly what uh, you will will you know is basically like the perfect information scam. You know, I mean, you talk about selling your information, like Chris is talking about selling your information to stuff. I mean, Facebook, you just give it willingly. <laughs> you give it willingly, and then I haven't. I used to. I used. I did a Facebook ad maybe once or twice and didn't get great results but it was never again and you know it's not personally identifying information but it was you know show, show me as you could place an ad that was something like show this to people who like Dexter <laughs> <laughs> and you could have a product be like your Dexter costume or something like that and sadly enough uh, it probably raised your eyebrows and you're like that'd be fucking sweet <laughs> and, it, and sadly enough, it probably raised your eyebrows, and you're probably like, "I would love a Dexter costume." Yeah, but the difference is, <laughs> I, I don't know. You would just need like a brown thing and like a black apron, a brown thing. I'm not very articulate right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you probably you, yeah, so, go ahead, keep, keep going, keep going. So yeah, the Facebook they're they're trying to get figure out the buying patterns and the reason good the reason that i think each of these companies are set up in a way that so that like the only their thing that they're really good at right now is the thing that they can be can be good at like google for search you're trying to find something to buy on a lot of instances so when you see an ad for oh i wanted to find a dexter costume and you type in dexter costume into google and you see an ad you're probably you're probably more likely to take an action on buying that Dexter costume. But if you're on Facebook, you're not specifically looking for a Dexter costume. Yep. <laughs> you're just like, you just like the show Dexter. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I'm kind. Of, I kind of get annoyed with the with the Facebook ads. I mean, to tell you the truth, yeah, every single one I see tends to be. I mean, every once in a while, but I mean, everyone, most of the time, I'm just like, you know, um, 
kind of annoyed by it, but but I mean, like like usually it's T-shirts of 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 uh, bands or or movies I like. The ad I used to get was they would at the time it was like they would know I was single, and I didn't. I don't know how they figured it out, but I didn't put on any religious preference or anything like that uh-huh. on, on the profile. So I would get ChristianMingle.com at all the time. <laughs> so, like, not only... It's bad enough I got to find a girlfriend, but I also have to find Jesus, too. Yeah. Is what these ads are telling me. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do remember all the dating ads that would show up, like just just these ridiculously busty women, you know, uh, um, you know, and then some some sort of thing. But they were always always down there. I, and I I just remember I just remember all the pictures how how ridiculous like 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 um. The, side, the sidebar was just constantly covered with like stupid things, like check out my album on iTunes. Mm-hmm. When you want to bang this chick with a knife with a knife rack. There's yeah. like no, no, yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna click on that ad because I don't know what's gonna happen next. Yeah, and I never trusted the ads either. Like I never clicked on one of them because I, 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 half the time I felt like it was kind of like, like most ads. Actually, I don't click on any ads in the internet because I feel like it's a virus. You know. Yeah. I just don't trust them. I'm blind to it. Yeah. Yeah. The only people I know who click on ads are people who did not grow up with the internet. Which at this point is like people over forty or forty-five. <laughs> yeah, actually, there was one friend of mine. You know how there's some ads that like are like little games, like like you know, uh, run this maze and win win five hundred dollars. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and I remember like I you know I would never touch those because I'd be like you know all of a sudden like I, I feel like if I did that I would feel like I'm I'm gonna get hooked into something and uh, and but I had a friend I remember I remember it was like a shock to me I had a friend that that used to love to whenever he saw one of those to just you know click on it and, and play the little game and then it would always take him to some stupid ad and you just close it but but like I remember I would always I'd always be afraid to even touch those you know <laughs> right right I don't know it was that's just my attitude I mean maybe it's because I don't I, some some attitude in the just like i i mean i remember the day when there used to be more pop-ups now nowadays pop-ups don't usually happen as much and you usually got pop-up blockers but i mean i just remember all that advertising stuff never never worked yeah i mean it, it was it always looked like a scam it always looked like something that was devious it always looked like something i mean i don't know i just yeah yeah and all these companies were sold on well if you make it so it's a maze people will interact with the ad what your ad needs is interactivity, and that's what you know. That's not what the ad needs. The ad needs to sell a product that someone is interested in, and makes them click, and makes them buy something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and even if even if I went and searched on Google, and I was looking for blenders. And then on my search on the side, there's a there's an ad for Blendtec blenders or something. I wouldn't even click on it. I would go to whatever link you know, or buying site there was. I would go to Amazon. I would go, oh, it shows on Amazon they have blend type. You know, I just don't trust ads. I don't know what it is. I, I just feel like it's, it's. I don't know. You, you don't trust ads because that's because advertising, your entire life, think of it this way, has been intrusive, has been filled with intrusive ads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ads that are intentionally disruptive to get you to stop paying attention to one thing and get you to pay attention to the other thing. And the only place only place it worked was TV. Yeah, 
because you're sitting down already, and and you're glued to it. Like TV has a, it's like like I I equivalent TV to like watching a fire. It's like you can't take your eyes off. Right. Yeah, and so and so yeah, that's where the only place I know that it works. And besides, like, yeah, you you can explain, but yeah, besides like you know big trucks with advertisements or like billboards or stuff like that. Obviously, those get you too. I've never understood, like, I've seen a lot of, like, trucks. And I don't mean, like, 18-wheeler types. I mean, like, trucks with, like, pickup trucks. And therefore, they're, sometimes people will sell the advertising space on their truck. Yep. <laughs> and, and uh, or they'll put, like, ads on their car door. And, uh, I don't know, I always thought, I always wondered who was driving beside them, like, writing down all the details. <laughs> Yeah, the only the only ones that make sense are the ones that are actually made for advertising, like 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 the actual just driving billboards. You've seen those, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so either way, let um, it, it's easy to, to roll off because there's so much to talk about. But um, so you start off your day with RSS feed. So so um, how many of those do you got? Oh, I don't, I don't know, Joel. I don't even. It's just over the years I built up a lot. It's kind of snowballed, and a lot of stuff I skip and don't read. Um, a little uh, like just give give me a couple examples. Okay, let's see. Um, I like following Mac news, so I read a site called Daring Fireball. Okay, DaringFireball.net, written by a guy named John Gruber. He talks about things like tech news. Um, so are these mostly mostly blogs? Go ahead. Are these mostly blogs and like specific news news sites? They're mostly specific blogs, like um. And some of them have, you know, some of them have an editorial voice, and uh, I think that's a good. I think that's a good thing to have is learning. Like it used, like having back to like 2005. A blog used to be your for whatever for whatever what for lack of a better term, like the timeline, your Facebook timeline. That used to be what your blog would be. Yep. And so over time. You, if you wrote enough stuff, you curated a voice for yourself, and uh, you either picked up an audience or you didn't. Um, <laughs> so those are the kinds of things that I like reading. Okay, okay. So, so you have um, that's that'd be one of the first things you do. So, what do you do next? Mm-hmm. Uh, now check email. Um, you got more than one account or just one? What's that? You just got one account. Basically, the Gmail account. I have a Gmail account. Yeah, it seems like um, Gmail is has kind of become the 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 email uh, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the morning is consisting of going through what in the GTD context. Do you know GTD, the David Allen Getting Things Done system? Um, <laughs> not, no. Okay, so. It's basically going through like all where's where's all the stuff coming in from, and that could be um, email, could be your Facebook messages, could be things like on Twitter, could be um, your the RSS news feeds you're reading, all that stuff. I just basically what I go through in the morning just to catch, just to figure out. Okay, so so I mean, I, like one of the reasons I got so into that is because I liked reading nonfiction, and people would write. Nonfiction. That was the way that uh, you could keep up with it. So, like sciencey nonfiction, tech nonfiction. Like science and tech. Like what sort of what what sort of non what sort of nonfiction? 
you know, stories about, like back in like 2005, let's say, when there was no Facebook, people would write about their lives. They would share a bit of something about themselves that was really personal. Okay, so so real world stuff. Which is just like, here's the donut I'm eating. (laughs) Here's here's the, I'm at this place with these people. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 and 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 the these podcasts are pretty much a, a real world kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're kind of real world. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I don't know. So what I like to do is go through and collect like links to to interesting stories or things that I think are interesting, and uh, just read them. And sometimes I'll post them on Facebook. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I think, why bother posting them anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's kind of like, that's just kind of like my, I don't know, it's a habit I built up over years because it was just something I like doing. So Um, do you find that you're... Music on while doing... Do do you find that you're uh, a spreader of of, um, people's stuff or do you think that you produce a lot of stuff? I don't don't think... uh, I think if I was going to be famous for doing that, I would be famous by now. But I do it because I, I like, like I have my own blog, and my blog is at barbarism.net, and that was the original site I set up back in 2005, and to, to so, keep people up to date. So this could, this goes back a long time. What's that? So this goes back a long time. It goes back a long time. And, and nothing's, nothing's erased, right? Nothing's erased. It's all there, right? might have deleted some stuff, but you could go hypothetically back to 2005 and read everything since then. I don't know if I recommend it, <laughs> because like, part of, part of the thing when you do something like that is the reason I started writing that way was because I wanted to get better at writing. And if I were to look at stuff that I wrote back in 2005, it is like meandering, non-focused, <laughs> And so the the voice of that site, I think, has changed uh, since I started it. It used to be sort of just keeping a, a way to keep in touch with friends, and now it's just like, here's some cool thing I found on the internet, or I have an opinion about something and I want you to read it. Okay. And I don't know if it <laughs> So it's basically like, it's kind of like how I feel with, like, how... Like I feel like it's almost like a duty to to um to recommend things when when you got like when you're doing so much work in checking out stuff like for instance I spent like hours you know going through certain types of music uh and or or like I spend hours listening to podcasts and so I figure all right not many people have this much time so I might as well recommend things that are good I mean I, though that puts a lot of uh you know uh emphasis on my opinion but still I mean might as well tell them like uh you know check this out it's it's worth seeing you know Dude, like I think people want to be curators and, and you know yeah yeah they want to pass it on and we talked I think we talked a little bit about this before where Everyone wants to be a curator, but no one wants to pay attention to the things that aren't them. <laughs> exactly. And if you do, then you tend to be a curator yourself. Right. You know, because you're, you, cause you're, you're another person that wants to find out about new stuff. Right. So, so everyone is selfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I see it all the time. Like, I used to feel bad 
not bad, but I'm disappointed when like I posted something I thought was like the coolest thing on Facebook and no one no one cared. No likes, no comments. They would just kinda of sit there and get tumbleweed. Yeah, I, I um I, I could I um Chris Chris might have some stories he could tell about me uh loving some some YouTube video and then getting pissed that he, he didn't want to see it. <laughs> you know, I, I get so invested in it. Yeah, like have you ever been to someone's house like at a party or something like that? Maybe not even a party, just been visiting and then they wanna show you some YouTube clip that they think's the greatest thing and you don't care, but you wish they would check out the thing that you like. Yep, exactly. And and my dad does it all the time. Actually, I think I berated you and Scott one time when you came to my apartment with all the shit I had. <laughs> I th- oh. You remember that? Yeah, it's just, I remember we visited you guys out. Um, you had an apartment. In East Aurora, yeah. And you were living with your brother, I think. Yep. Yeah, and I, I, I even showed you that I, I, I had this geographic, like I was getting into geography, and I was showing you how I, how I knew where all the countries were. <laughs> I do not remember this. Oh man, tells you a lot about. Well, yeah, it's funny because you said I remember what you said. You said because, um, because after afterwards I thought about it and I was kind of embarrassed that I did it, but I, but I, I, I had my computer in one room and I had it hooked up to the TV in the other room, and you were sitting in front of the TV while I was on the computer, and so I, I had done it. I, I, I showed you all that I, I knew like all these ridiculous countries in, in like Eastern Europe and and Africa, and then and then Dan, you said something like, "How do I know?" you're not doing something behind the door you know how you know i know you're not cheating you were you're playing along it was like that yeah i did it like i was a truck stop yeah you know the same thing whatever whenever i did chris's voice in 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 butt sex i would always make it like this well i don't know they're like some some sort of uh kind of uh uh gay voice you know and i it's just it's just a voice of of a character it's not even like you at this point you know that doesn't even sound. That sounds like a guy with a shrunken head. <laughs> no, I'm at, uh, I can't even. I can't even do it right now. But but I, I don't know if you remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. So uh. Yeah. So so you you um you basically get get things done. GTD right. Yeah, I love GTD. Okay, and then so so GTD I think is like what it means to me is like okay, checking your email, deleting things, getting yourself all cleaned up, cleaning up your stuff, checking out the new things, deleting what you don't want, uh, passing on others, but just taking care of all, of all your pending internet business. Yeah, there's internet business involved, and then uh, I don't know, like it's just looking for material to to write about or to share. So so okay so it's like kind of other than that it's to keep it in touch with like like you said something earlier about how I respond promptly I think part of that is just manners and another part of that is just and now that we have things like smartphones <laughs> really you can't you also can't escape it. I, I agree. I've actually I I didn't even realize I could do things on my phone. That's why I've been actually able to keep up with you guys on Facebook. I actually have a little Facebook thing on my phone, and uh, so yeah, I, I I now I check it almost every hour. <laughs> yeah, or you get the notifications like pushed to you, so you just glance at your phone when it makes a sound, and 
in a way that's disruptive. Like, hey, stop doing what you're doing and pay attention to this. And it's someone doing something not important. <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, I don't have that. Luckily, I don't have that. And also, what the other thing is frustrating about it is I can read stuff easy enough, but um, I don't have any keyboard, and so I have. To, and, and there's no like quick text thing, so I have to like if I if I have to write anything, I have to do it like the slow way with the keypad. You know, like like mm-hmm. if I want to see, I have to press the two button three times. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's arduous to write anything, but but it's still nice right. to keep updated. You can stay up to date. Yeah, and I don't get notifications, which is kind of good. My my phone doesn't buzz. I, I mean, actually, it would probably be a bad thing if it did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I wish I could set notifications to only be hourly or or twice a day or something like that. Okay, so um, I I feel like okay, I get I get this idea. I mean, does is that kind of like if you were to think about is that like kind of what your your internet life. I mean, in in the whole, because I like I heard you talk about Reddit a lot, and and I wanted to know about that. No, Reddit's just sort of a. How would you describe Reddit? It's it's sort of like a site. It's a website where people post links, and they have basically a democratic. Why can't I talk? Democratic. <laughs> I want a democratic. <laughs> you you got a nice democratic process. The Democrats. The Democrats are ruining this country. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. They're, it's a craft beer demographic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a dem- so it's democratic process where people vote on stories and some stuff goes to the top and some stuff never goes anywhere. Okay, so it's, so it's all based on popularity. Sorry, sorry. It's so hard to, but it, um, it, so it's based on the popularity of the article. So, so like the things that you see on the headlines are things that got a whole bunch of likes or a whole bunch of thumbs up. Yeah, they call them they call them upvotes. What what would be like a a popular one? How many votes would something that was popular get? Oh wow! Let's see. You know what? Let me pull up something and see what it's like because I've seen them go as high as like twenty five hundred. The beauty of a site like Reddit is that you can get out of it what you want. So there's different communities within Reddit. Yeah, you were saying like Reddit sub 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like relationships, if you want relationship advice, there's one on there's one on books, there's one on uh, there's one on exercise and fitness, all sorts of, of topics. So is it all about this? Is it all about the sub uh, categories, or is there actually just a plain old Reddit area? There is a front page, and D- does it bring things from the sub? In general, yeah. Like here's an example. Like here's something. Let's see. Like there's one subreddit called Ask Reddit, and it's a discussion topic titled "What stupid things did you do when you were trying when you were younger trying to look cooler." And that's got, like, almost 2,200 votes. So that's a discussion that's just ongoing. So it seems, it, yeah, it, it and and uh, it seems to be, uh, yeah, pop, it just, yeah, that is, it's kind of cool. It, it um, let the people decide, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful way to waste time. Like, if, like if it were to go away, I would be sad for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
you know, the same thing with twi- Twitter. I, I just started getting into Twitter and I, I kind of, I kind of realized why that is, is a, is a rabbit hole into, to the end, you know, into you being there for five hours. Yeah, Twitter you gotta be careful with too. I think it's great if you use it as like a chat room. Yeah. Where the only people you see in the chat are the people you actually care about their opinion <laughs> or what they say or like their point of view. When I first started, I added like fifty people I knew, you know, fifty actors and and whatever famous people, and and I I can't keep up with it, you know. Yeah. Like like an hour goes by and like it's too much. Yeah, and when you follow people like that, it's always that important. I think like come see my movie or come to my show. Not much. That not when you think about it. You sound a little muffled, Dan. You're probably talking on speakerphone or something. How about now? You probably—I bet you—you're you're probably going on your computer, right? Um, no, I'm sitting on a chair and I have an iPad in front of me. I see, I see. Yeah, you sound—you sound better. I don't know, whatever you're doing, different. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, so so you said you got three hundred for saying, um, uh, what was it? Uh, 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 to the kids, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, what did he say? Uh, um, stop crying or stop whining. Stop whining. Yeah, and you got three hundred, right? That's almost nothing, really, when you think about it. But uh, but it is. It does reveal like the the, the things that get voted on are the quick, teenager sort of reactionary. Yes, I like this. And that's that's also a problem. That's the problem with with democracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what you gonna do? Yeah, when when you were saying something, when you're saying something about all of us thinking about me, it's pretty much everyone's kind of selfish. It made me think, like, you know, that's pretty much um, the basis of our capitalist system. You know. I think it's the basis of everything. <laughs> I mean, uh, Wall Street <laughs> or, or Gordon. Have you ever seen the movie Wall Street? Uh, no. Okay, you should watch the movie Wall Street. And there's a line in there where the guy is talking about like a stockholder buyout or something like that. This guy Michael Douglas plays, and he's like, "Greed is good. Greed <laughs> works." And I think, in uh, in some way, I think that's. People are interested, people will look out for their own self-interest and they will cooperate and help others when it is in their own self-interest to do it. <laughs> see, see, and and then we, I think we um, are good at veiling it, you know, veiling it with politeness and stuff like that, you know, but I, I think that's kind of part of what I, I was kind of talking about, like my social problems. I think part of it is that like, I'm just like everyone else. It's just, I don't have the filter in my head to tell, tell, to not tell people what I'm thinking, you know what I mean? Like, like I just, I just, I just come pe- to people with my kind of thinking of things through me, or like, well, I, you know, because I like, and then, and then I get a lot. Like, um, it's always about you, Joel, isn't it? You know. Wow, I don't. I wouldn't have gotten that at all from you. Well, I don't. I don't know. I get. I get it from. I don't know. Maybe people I, I know better, but but I mean, they. It seems like I get this. I leave this impression on people that I I constantly am thinking about myself but then i think i've gotten kind of like super neurotic about it 
And so probably I've I probably made myself almost the opposite in in by doing that, you know. I'm overly conscious of trying not to be sound that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's there's something to be said about self improvement when it's appropriate. Um always had this I don't know, I always had a problem with people who were just like being rude with a part with like their God given personality. It's like no, it's not your God it's not like your God given personality. It's you being a jerk. <laughs> and you're instead of being being uh cognitive I can't believe I'll throw out cognitive <laughs> cognitive of like other people's reactions or how the things are, they'll just say something hurtful just because and they think it's a cute thing to do. They're like, Oh well she's always told it like it is <laughs> and really it's just like she's always been a bitch what <laughs> they really should be saying <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, there's, there's also an element of like I mean I think about myself five years ago and I'm totally a different person you know and, and maybe I'm just hung up on a person that I was you know ten years ago you know what I mean right yeah I think I think everyone I mean the best thing you can do is just are you better today than you were the day before? Fuck yeah! And if the answer is yes, you're in the way. You're on. The, you're in the way. You're on the way. You're doing. You're doing something good. Yeah. And if the answer is no, you need to. No, you need to change something. Well, I think. I think you. That's why I am getting better at my Hostess Twinkie contest. Yesterday, I could eat fifty Twinkies. Today, fifty-one. Tomorrow, I'll be dead. Some some people might say that that is um, getting worse than the day before. Well, those people. <laughs> oh, those people. Period. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. I agree that that's you know you you solved solved my life now now I can always live happy knowing that I, I can um you know if I can say at the end of the day I've made myself better all right let's finish up this internet talk with um I'm gonna I'm gonna list you all the internet things I know and then you gotta tell me what I'm missing out on okay oh okay so I know Twitter. I, I who, who you yeah. can't you can't know Twitter by this point. It t- it took me probably three years of he- hearing it on the news every fucking day. Uh, oh, someone did a tweet. Oh, do you really call it a tweet? I don't know. What should we call it? Oh, he tweeted. You know, like all this stupid stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and and so I just constantly hearing about that, and 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 then you know, and then eventually I jumped into that. So yeah, I know Twitter. I know Facebook. Uh, I know. Um, Amazon, I know uh, eBay, I know um, Craigslist, I know uh, iTunes and podcasts. Tell me something. Uh, I know Netflix, YouTube. Tell me something I don't know. Or, or oh, wow. I know. I, I actually, I, I, I'm kind of. I, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I I, I, I realize now. Stuff that I like. I, I, I apologize because because obviously there's tons out there. I I kind of almost I I regret the premise of this co- this question, but I I just have a feeling like there's something big like 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 I'm talking big you know like I think I've listed big things to you, big things in the internet that maybe I'm not aware of. All right, well, Joel, do you like to read? 
sometimes. I like to... I Kind of. I It depends, but I, I actually tell you the truth. I, I like uh, audiobooks better. Okay. Well, there's one site that you might be interested in anyway. It's called goodreads.com. And they you can keep a list of books you want to read, books you have read, and uh, follow discussions on the books that you like and the books that you don't like and uh, set up reading goals. Cool. And, uh, that might be something you're into. I, I, I know a lot of people that would like that. You know, um, okay, uh, okay um, is there anything that comes to your mind that just, like, blows up in your mind? Or is it, are you just, when you when you hear this question, do you think, oh, there's just a million things? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> okay, so, so maybe, because I'm thinking maybe there's some behemoth that I'm, like, I feel like Reddit, what, you, you mentioned it so many times, and I'm like, I've never heard of it, you know what I mean? Like, is there anything like that? Man, I could think of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I feel like only, like, if you were looking for... I think you got the basics of it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's only so much that people actually need. Yeah. I mean, so many of these internet startups are just like some crappy idea that they're trying to force down your throat, and then like they wonder why petfoodfordogs.com slash onlyforcollies.html <laughs> didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. Um, let's, uh, okay, so then let me just ask one last thing, and then we'll move on. Uh, okay, you heard my Libsyn thing. Um, was I right or wrong on that? Is there, did I misunderstand the, pro- I mean, because basically the fact that I have, like, unlimited upload on on uh, SoundCloud is pretty good, isn't it? It is, but you mean, if you don't get... There might be a way to get an RSS feed out of SoundCloud. That, that's what... a podcast program that you might want to look into. Uh, I do know Libsyn makes a... Uh, they do create an RSS feed, and the 50 meg uh, limit... That's for 50 meg a month limit. Let's see, my limited podcast is something like 20 meg. So if you did something like that two times a month, that it might work out for you. Well, obviously you can see see that that probably won't work out for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is a good phone call going on to like, <laughs> like 90 minutes almost right now. So, but yeah, it might not work out for you. Yeah, but I mean, so so I, yeah, because if I can find something like that, I was almost wondering if that Podomatic, if, if there's some way I could like link it up to SoundCloud or something. But uh, if, if you don't know, then maybe... I don't know. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Podomatic. I mean, Scott and Chris like it, or they're using it at least. I noticed that Scott. I have my own thing going on. Scott had posted his still posting his um, SoundCloud. I almost wonder if he's posting them at the same time. He might be doing it at the same time because I listened to his up to this Scott Cass, Scott Cass Five, as he <laughs> might say, gentlemen. Gentlemen, <laughs> with, with, I um I I love I love his laugh. I, I'm actually gonna I, I mentioned that um his laugh. It's like a like a Paul Bunyan laugh. You know, whenever whenever he gets caught in his one of his laugh, I can't help but laugh too. It's one of those very um. It's got a very manly laugh. His yeah. laugh is like yeah. It's like you know, <laughs> you know. It was like 
at the end of the movie, they blow up the EMP and all the machines die. That could be Scott. Scott has, like, one of those laughs where, like, the your mouth, like, moves. His mouth, like, moves with the laugh, you know, because it's so large oh, and boisterous. Yeah. yeah. In the Terminator 2 movie, when Sarah Connors has in the dream about the city being obliterated, that wasn't a bomb. That was Scott Marshall laughing. <laughs> and all the kids burned in that playground. You know, you know, um, I have to, I have to tell you, it's kind of funny because it's actually, I'm taking this to a, to a bad place, but I actually thought of that thing like that, that same scene. And now that I have kids, you know, that totally hits me a different way, man. And when I see that, I'm just like, like I put, I put like Sophia in that position and I'm just like, like it's unbearable, like thinking something like that. Well, you know what you gotta do, right? What? You gotta keep the kids away from Scott when he's laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just. I mean, it's, it's. Uh, what do you call it when, when you, when you put a flame over something and it basically just completely obliterates it? What, what do you call it? Incin- <laughs> it, it incinerates. He has a mighty laugh. He has a laugh of like a god. That is the laugh of a man who eats cows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that, that's why I that, that's why what came to my mind first was Paul Bunyan. You know, Paul Bunyan laugh. I remember there were moments I think in Potsdam where we were you know, we were we were eating in the union or something like that and we're all having a good time and he laughed and like <laughs> people like because he has like a very you know, you know it, it's a piercing it pierces through, you know, it's like 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 in you know yeah. Mu- yeah. Like, I would want him, like, you know how when they have the sirens go off in town and that's like, oh no, the nuclear bomb is coming? Uh-huh, uh-huh. up to that. And then everyone will pay attention and Scott's laughing like, oh no, the nuclear bomb is coming. Yeah, imagine his laughter just echoing through the hills, you know. <laughs> Actually, I could do, I could try to do a little thing with my... <laughs> This is horrible. Yeah. All right. Here, he'll probably be laughing. All right. I, I hope. I okay, so it's a good, good way. Wa- like Joel and Dan dicks. <laughs> he would never say that. Uh, uh, probably not. Or, or at least he would say it in jest to himself and then make himself laugh, which would be even more funny. <laughs> You're probably not picking this up, but I, there's this huge like vehicle going by right now okay anyways so um good transition over to uh video games so uh you like video games don't you i do i wish i could play more of them me too oh my god i wish uh now if i even touch one my wife starts giving me this look um i feel I, I, like i can't even like um play one for more than 10 minutes now oh no she she's kind of anti video game. I mean, not she just she's anti seeing someone like. I mean, have you ever been uh, the guy that that I like? I had my brother in the house and he was playing video games and have you, all the time. And I I was too, but 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 I also had a job to go to and everything. And so, have you ever been the guy that was like not the one playing video games, but always around a guy playing video games? You know. 
And so, you so, know, and so. Growing up, I was the guy playing video games. Yeah, well, I guess if you ever are, so basically you're just walking by this guy sitting in the same place for hours looking at a screen, you know? And so and so oh, if yeah. if you're not actually playing the video game, it is so fucking annoying. <laughs> it's, I, I don't have the attention span to play for that long. I think I can go an hour at a time, basically. Yeah. Before I start getting bored. Oh man, I, I, I mean, don't. It has to be really, 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 really good for me to give it to to be more generous with my attention span. <laughs> well, I, I think um, there is a, a super addictive thing with some video games. I mean, a lot of most of them, you know. <laughs> and and I mean, you you might have an attention span of of any type of attention span, but certain games like just make. Like, like basically, like if I didn't have to do anything, basically I would just eat and then play the video game any free moment I had. Sure. Some that come to mind are StarCraft. That that was a big one. Do you, did did you ever play StarCraft? We used to play StarCraft a lot when we were living in both Sweet and Lehman. This was me, Scott, I think Andrew. And Chris. Did you do LAN parties? We always, we can, what's that? Did you do LAN parties? Yeah, we would, we would be connected through, we would probably play on Battle.net, which was their, basically the StarCraft version of Xbox Live. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was one of my favorite uh, memories of college, is like, building up the army, and I remember Chris was going to come to attack me. And then I just obliterated him through something and he thought he was a full he had like a foolproof defense. I hear it from across the room, no <laughs> I love it. I love it. It was great. But Stark like games like that, it's it's tough to get into them because I feel like you need to have like a PhD. It takes so much effort oh. to learn like like things like build orders and what does this thing do and what does it counterattack. What is it? What is it? How to counteract against other units? And it's just like I, I just gave that stuff up because it's just too much. It wasn't even fun. <laughs> uh, for me, for for me, I just loved it. I mean, it was a challenge. See, that's half the thing. It's like you know, like like I basically, you know, someone looking in, like for instance, my wife who just doesn't get it. You know, she'll see me playing StarCraft for hours. And then, and then I'll come to her after I'm done and act like I've accomplished something. I'll be like, I just got through this, like, and I learned how to, you know. And, and and then and then she's like, you just sat there for an hour. You ain't accomplished shit, you know. Oh, that's how she'll talk. <laughs> I don't know. I I just I I don't know where when it comes. Like I, I'm just trying to talk like you, you know you young guys out there. You ain't accomplished shit. <laughs> you ain't you ain't accomplished shit, Joe. Um. Yeah, there is a bit of shame. <laughs> you see that a lot about, like, like people go on these Netflix marathons, right? And they'll watch, like, Breaking Bad all day. Or they'll watch, um, what's another good? Yeah. Here's another one. Downton Abbey. <laughs> I, I've heard of that, never watched. When you think of it in that terms, like, how is that any different than this sort of marathon TV. I guess it's not any different and they're both equally shameful. <laughs> I guess at least one in one version you at least have a little bit of participation in it. Or, you know, you could have done some push-ups. 
But you, you don't want to be the guy doing push-ups during Downton Abbey, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's like it's like when I it sounds like it's more of a, group, a ladies show. It's it's funny because I um I uh I was talking to James about how oh yeah you could I mean because he was talking about Sarah's podcast the the one with my sister Sarah and. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and how, you know, we just went on and on. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, these podcasts, you know, they're kind of meant for you to put in your headphones and, like, go for a jog or exercise or something like that. And he just started laughing. He's like, exercising to you talking about philosophy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and yet, like, he, and that's kind of part of the, the well, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I didn't expect anyone to listen through that whole conversation you know what I mean? I that's I think that's what I'm gonna start doing from now on is I'm gonna map it out, um, so that you know, like like at one hour fifty minutes we talk about uh, tech stuff at, at uh, you know yada yada we talk about video games just so just so people you know know that like okay they talk for like an hour about video games I'm gonna skip that you know I'm trying to be more con- what's that I like having an agenda when I do my own thing. Um, I can understand that. I mean, uh, obviously, every topic isn't for everybody. Exactly, but yet all these topics are kind of for me. You know what I mean? So, so like, it's that's what I don't know. I guess that's what that's the glue that binds my podcast. Right, right. Because that's your voice. That's your editorial, for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, um, so. I mean, basically, we can go a million directions with, with video games. I mean, uh, but maybe we could just nerd out a little bit on Final Fantasy six VI and seven. It's been so long since I played these games. Oh, but, but there must be. I mean, like, okay. So, did you hear the the part in Podcast Five where I uh, I uh, sang of the opera song? Was I was I getting? Yeah, I'm gonna call you on your bullshit, Joel. Was that the wrong song? I don't know. Maybe this is how it goes. And then you do it perfectly. <laughs> I, I, and that was just from the top of my head. I, I, like, that is... I think it goes a little something like this. And he's got... And Joel's got all the parts down. He's got the harmonies in there. He's got the harmonies in there. He's got it figured out. And like, okay, this guy... It's like, it's... Uh, Joel, you had a gift for <laughs> for coming up with the Final Fantasy VI opera scene melodies off the top of your head. You know, and and uh, see that was the thing. You know, that was partially why, like, like when I heard that, like when you kind of passively mentioned that you heard part of Podcast Five, because I was I was waiting for your response to that. I was like, because I, I wasn't even sure if I I remembered it right, and I want I was because that was like totally for you there. <laughs> yeah, I I remembered it right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was how it was. Yeah, yeah. Know, it's, it's such a games back then we're not like that. I think that's why Final Fantasy VI in particular holds such high regard among people who were playing games back then, which is because it was so... It's such a massive experience. Like, it should take... How long do you think you're, you, it took you to play through that? Like, 30 hours? Uh, who knows? I mean, you know, I, I, it's... it's uh, I, I, uh, I didn't even own a Super Nintendo. It was actually uh, my... Um, my brother's girlfriend that ended up having one and then it was just kind of on a whim i i had seen that that picture of the the mog you know the i that, there's another example is that how you pronounce it mog mog yeah 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just like Cuisinart, you know, who who knows how to pronounce that? Um, yeah, I I saw that little character. Sounds like a lot of time, and it is a lot of time. Yep. But when you're a teenage dork, (laughs) you're not very social. It's not bad much time. (laughs) So, so you must know. you must know the uh, the who's the name of the composer for all the music there. Uh, the composer's name. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get beat up after school. Nobuo Uematsu <laughs> is, I believe, how I think you pronounce that guy's name. And he did he, he, composer for the series since the beginning. Uh, all through all of them, huh? He does. As far as I'm aware, he's done every single one. And I think that was the first time. That's why the six sound the. Six soundtrack is such a. Uh, it's gonna sound really self-important. It's such a monument, Joel. It's a testament to what video game music could be. Oh, it was then, it, like I mean, all the other. There used to be blips and bloops, and this had you know it. It was orchestral. I mean, it, it translates to. It translates to like real orchestral music, like so flawlessly. I mean, it was real orchestral music, and at, I mean, it was like a little bit. It was a step better than than like MIDI. I, I don't know what Super Nintendo had. That's that's why I was talking. Super about. Nintendo had like samples, and uh, I mean, it wasn't. I won't, it wasn't like an orchestral recording, but I think it hit more emotionally because it mimicked it as better than anything that was out there at the time. Yeah, some, like to like the level of like a Casio keyboard, right? To, like kind of like the level, yeah, right? It sounded like, yeah, maybe a step up from a Casio keyboard. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, but you know what I mean. But yeah, but it, had, it had like light motif. Every character had their own theme. Yeah, um, yeah okay, okay. So so here... here. When the Tesco theme came on, you knew something bad was going to happen. <laughs> yep. Except it was the bad guy. Yep, yep, yep. Bump, uh, bump. So that's why it's oh. stroke out. It's, isn't, isn't, wait, wait. I, I, I remember that theme. Let, let me sing it. Let me sing it. Um, dun, dun, bum, 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 Kiska or Kepka? Oh, you okay? Okay. Oh, and then, and then even like the um, final battle, it had all you know. I had the oh, he, in it. the final and battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build. It was like it was like four different pieces in one, you know. Four different pieces, and then I, I read something somewhere that was like the study of what each part means. And as a kid, you would never understand that. And as an adult, you can understand, like, the, uh, the, like, all the religious references throughout the game. I'm not smart enough to remember <laughs> off the top of my head. Well, <laughs> the thing about that game, I mean, like, when I got it, you know, when I, when I first saw it, like, it drew me in right from the beginning because it kind of starts with, with the beginning story before you even see the the opening, you know, uh, title screen, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, um... Dum, bum, bum. You know, remember that? Dum, dum, bum, bum, bum. 
down, and and then it has those three guys walking in those machine sheen things, and that just yeah, yeah. and this kind of smoky thing going on, and and yeah, that and and then and then it got like this do 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 do, and and it was just it was this awesome entrance too, it, like it it trans you know for, or it. I entered the the gates of Final Fantasy that, and I've I've never played anything like that before. You know, I just stumbled upon it. Yeah, I mean, they had other Final Fantasy games. Yeah, them, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, they had, but they, I don't think they were like that before. I think that was like where it really found. I have not enjoyed one as much as that one since. I mean, I haven't played five and seven. Seven was the last one I played. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I, as far as I understand, everything since then has been a disappointment. <laughs> okay, so because of the strength of, of those two uh, games, just like you were talking about Silent Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Silent Hill is coasting off the, the how good the second one was. Yeah, exactly, and um, uh, so I. Uh, I, I got to tell you about my Final Fantasy VII experience because I always heard that my Final Fantasy VII experience. Um, Final Fantasy VI, I had multiple times. It was like the last on 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 you know uh, Super Nintendo, and then and then PlayStation took it up and uh, for Final Fantasy VII. And I always heard from all these people like they were either in the Final Fantasy VI camp or they were in the Final Fantasy VII camp, especially with the music. Right? Especially with the music? I don't know. I remember I remember so many people saying, Final Fantasy VII has the best. And I'm like, I don't know, because I played it, and I was like, Final Fantasy VII just had a bunch of kind of... They they were basically you know start like it was it was a huge deal to have it in 3D and everything and then they ha- also had kind of real sounds at that point because it was CDs and everything but I I didn't think the music was that like it didn't grab me at all like like it did in six yeah six I I do think six had a better soundtrack and seven particularly with the instrumentation because. Like, it wasn't, re- like, 7 wasn't realistic, like, it was decent, and now, when they did the re-release, they just did a re-release on, on Final Fantasy 7 on PC. You know, I heard about that. that. Everyone was, was having with it was that it was using um, a basic general MIDI soundtrack, and, like, the true soundtrack was what people remember playing on the PlayStation. Yeah, hmm so, so, when they did it originally... They had like a specific um, sound font, which was basically a sound uh, bank that you could load into a sound card, and that would give you like the true soundtrack to Final Fantasy VII on your PC. Um, but I had never realized like how mu- how important that was to, to people. Now we're really getting nerdy. Yeah, like what is the true? I think I think I wrote about this before, but like it was like, what was the true sound version, particularly when you had PC games? Because PC games, PC hardware was not set in stone. Every PC was a little different, and one of the components that could change all the time was sound cards. You might have an AdLib sound card. You might have a Sound Blaster sound card. You might have um, Roland external sound module or something like that. So every game that used that hardware sounded different on each thing. So, I always had a fascination of 
okay, this is what, say, Doom sounds like on a Sound Blaster card. What does it sound like when I connect to a Roland uh, sound module or anything like that? So I, I was always interested in mine is which was the uh, true soundtrack, and I guess at the bottom line it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah well you know i mean uh, bottom of the final fantasy fans it does yeah i mean because because that was playstation whatever playstation had right yeah and, and so yeah that is kind of interesting I, I i actually never really knew about that i guess i guess i mean well i i, I guess that that is what it is i mean I, but uh um so so i gotta tell you about my final fantasy 7 experience um okay. what's that I said, yeah, I gotta, t- I gotta tell you about what what happened with me in Final Fantasy VII. So basically, I heard all this, and then maybe third year in college, someone gave me the PC version of Final Fantasy VII, and it came with three discs. And I think, you know, I think I I copied them, or 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 I you had to you had to do a, a big install in the beginning. You had to like install them all, and then. Uh, there must have been something wrong with the third disc, but um, I got like all the way to the end, and uh, and then it was like this place where you were going downstairs, and um, like like I, I I knew it was getting close to the end, like like um, something had blasted off. I, I I can't. It's been so long, but um, some kind of rocket ship. Yeah, exactly. Right. So so that that's close to the end, right? Yeah like the final the thing before the end yeah exactly and the thing crashed the thing like didn't load right you know on my pc so i couldn't get past that part i think i had a similar experience where um the furthest i got was um you remember that part where you had to do like the marching moves yeah 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 with the with yeah you you had to kind of um you know fake it fake make sure that they yeah but you were you were synchronized with all the other other uh, soldiers yeah exactly you know, all the soldiers and you're just trying to sneak in somewhere and I think that's where things started crashing for me and that was like maybe 10 hours or so into the game I want to think screw this I'm done playing this game exactly and, and I maybe six months later I bought the PlayStation version <laughs> and started all over again oh man I, I didn't have the gall to do it I, I was thinking maybe if I had an emulator at some point but I mean it just was so devastating I, I mean I was I was pretty I, I mean I was pretty much at the end <laughs> I, I mean yeah, I yeah. I think it, I think what happened was it went into some cinematic and that's when it crashed once it got to the cinematic it would just crash and then I would start it up again and it would start me back at my last save point and then I would get to the cinematic which actually took yeah and it would crash again so it like I wasted another hour getting to that cinematic again and yeah it was so frustrating I I've never seen the ending of the game oh well they got this thing now called YouTube (laughs) yeah you should check it out um (laughs) I'm just being a very downer. I don't want to ruin it, but it was a very depressing ending. <laughs> so, so maybe it's good that I didn't see it. No, you should. You should. And I think you need some closure, Joel. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, I, I but I now at this point I need to kind of remind myself even what the friggin' plot was. Um. Yeah, basically, big evil corporation. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Um, um, <laughs> And then there's that 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 gray haired guy that that was the the weird thing near. Yeah, I 
Yeah, I, I well, I'll, I'll get, I'll re-update my, if, if, you know what, that that does kind of inspire me to at least see it through um, later on. <laughs> um, there is, speaking of subreddits, there is one called Video Games the Movie, <laughs> where they'll basically put the cutscenes together of video games, so um, you can kind of, again, I didn't understand how it felt, <laughs> it felt like playing through them. That might be on there. Okay. I, yeah, maybe I'll I'll check that out. I I mean I'm 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 interested in digging through Reddit at some point. Um, okay, uh, so I guess guess we'll we'll move on from there. I, I liked I liked I, I could go. I mean, there's so many places you could go in these subjects. But um, either way, uh, so you do stage productions um, where you are. Uh, well, you know what. Let's let's just talk a little bit about this. I, I we don't need to go too deep, but I I used to do stage productions too, and so like what I mean what what's what's your job right now? My job is I'm a marketing guy, and so basically I don't have to I don't have to uh, like we were talking earlier about performance and things like that, and uh, so um, being able to be involved in stage like I was more of a before I ever got into music school, I was kind of like a theater kid in a way. Yeah, me too. And so that, what's that? Me too. Yeah? Yep. Yep, I was in all the musicals. You were in all high school musicals. I did a summer thing where they, you know, they'd get kids like 13, 18 years old. So I did three years of that, um, and they put on shows. So I was, it was something I hadn't done in... I think I started getting back into it after eight years of not doing it. So friends of mine, they're involved in a theater group here in town. Um, so we were doing shows, um, things like that Steve Martin play, Picasso at the La Panne, Agile. Um, we, and, yeah, basically every spring or so they'll do a show, and every fall they'll do a show. So if I'm available, I think it's a nice thing to do rather than sit around and uh, watch them down to Nappy. <laughs> I I agree. I mean, I mean, it's sometimes there's part of me because because there's so much work involved that I that I, it's hard for me to kind of get get into it. But once once you're there, it's so fun. I mean, the the, the relationships you build with everyone, being on stage, yeah. Um, and and so this is kind of what brings me. So Scott doesn't have an art job, right? I don't, I don't even know what Scott. around kids. Yeah, but he does. Is 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 it an art job? My job? No, Scott's. Job? It's Scott's job. I I know he's in that place in New Hampshire. Okay. Down at the Shire, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know if he's directly involved. I mean, he's probably teaches art to these kids. I think so. Okay. Well, I know he's getting back into it. What, what my real stuff. what my real point is is that like we all did an art degree, right? And I don't think any of us really got an art job. What's an art job? Well, uh, <laughs> te- teaching <laughs> music. Yeah, I know. I I, I know what you mean. Uh, but but I mean, like I I did teach music teach music for a little while. I mean that you consider that kind of an art job or. or or teaching art or whatever, but I, what what I really mean is that did we really get a job that related to our our majors? 
I think I did, but, you know, I hear this thing all the time, like, people feel like they're entitled to a job that they, for a field that they studied in, and the thing is, you're not, <laughs> you're really not, Yeah. and, like, if you study something like creative writing, what's your job going to be? Your job <laughs> is, you put out, if you really want to follow that major, the path that your major took you down, is you, you do, you output whatever they taught you to do in a creative, or creative writing class, which I suppose would be you craft stories or you write nonfiction, you do these journalistic things, and uh, someone pays you money for what you do. <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of times in art jobs, people, like, people don't want to pay for what you offer. Because what you offer is not valuable to them, I guess. Scott talked a little about this thing, and I had made a note of it, where um, he's not so into things like it's a picture, it's a painting of a peach or a painting of a forest or something like that. And that's, for whatever reason, he's more into abstract stuff. But the abstract stuff doesn't, like, sell. If your goal is to sell your work, it doesn't sell as well as, like, a painting pictures. A painting you know, of a peach. A photos. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But I, I guess, I guess the reason that I say this is, is my real point is that um, we all are doing art in our own way, and it doesn't necessarily have to be our job. You know what I mean? But yet we're all doing it still. You know what I mean? In our own way. It's like it's. I, it, I think. I think that's the only way. Can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's it's true. I, I don't have else to say other than like, you, you, if you if you need if you want a creative outlet, you can have it, but don't pretend like the world owes you a living because you know how to write a sonic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I I just I actually think of it in kind of a positive way. I mean, I just think it's just nice that we all all can still do our artistic things. I guess you know, it's it, no matter what we're doing, we still have 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 our our you know, we're still involved in the arts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, so Dan, do do you want to talk about um, maybe this whole whole idea now? I'm. I don't want to like be like. I'm. This isn't like a a sting slat like like um. You know, in, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Like like a Mark Marin style. Like okay, I'm gonna ask you about something controversial. You know, something uncomfortable. What I want to just more is just to think about where where is the mindset of of this whole um, critical slash um, shit stirring sort of thing, where where like um. Where, where, like you've mentioned that m- many people have have said in the past, like or multiple people have said in the past that you like to stir the shit, and like how you said, like sometimes I don't even necessarily believe in the thing that I argue about, but I just I like the reaction and stuff like that. And I and I was I was curious, like like what's like 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 about the angle, you know, like um what what's what's um what are you feeling, <laughs> for lack of a better better term yeah what 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 are you feeling i think i, I don't know when i get that i think the reason i'm like that uh i like having a neutral stance on things 
at least to start. And trying to see both sides of a, uh, wow, I'm running out of words. I'm running out of vocab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of, uh, okay, what was I trying to say? So, so you're like, you, you're, you like I to... I like things from multiple points of view. And uh-huh. so that's why when I'm accused of, there's two reasons I think I'm accused of stirring shit. One is I try to keep an open mind for other people's points of view and then use those points of views to come up with a, like, my own decision on, or my own stance on something. Another thing is I just like to make people uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I remember, I remember Chris got this sort of, Chris was compared to Dennis, uh, not, no, wait, not Dennis, David Letterman. In a way, because I guess that's David Letterman's sense of humor, is he just likes putting people in a comfortable situation and seeing what happens. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Chris, I think, is way better at that than I am. <laughs> but Chris only goes that way when he's, like, trying to intentionally <laughs> make someone uncomfortable, I think. Whereas yeah, and he does it with a, like, he, like, he does it with a smile. He does that with a smile. Yeah. Or that smile you you think is behind his blank. And and also like like it's kind of interesting because because you I mean as far as my perspective you like have you know you're very very congenial you know you're very very uh, nice guy you know and 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 when when we're all together you know we just we just love to talk and riff and and make voices and and just have fun lots of laughter and it's funny when when you get into your com- comfortable places like i bet you when we're all together you're probably less you know less comfortable you know cuz cuz we're all being social and everything but yet when you when you're more comfortable like talking into your podcast it's so so fun to listen to that sort of energy that you bring forward because because you got a lot like you 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 weigh everything that is as being brought towards you and i love it when you can like 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 you said don't don't say sort of like just be just be solid in your opinions and i like it how how you just like commit to 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 solid opinions and and it's almost it you know and, and it's not really necessarily aggressive it's just it's just very um, assertive and very very clear, and I, I, li- I like what comes out of you when you're when you're comfortable. You know what I mean? Well, thanks, Joel. <laughs> because because it's it, comfortable when I'm doing that, but <laughs> are, are, okay, I I think you are. I think you you. It's almost like it's almost like being on a stage, and I almost think you're you're even more comfortable when you're on a stage. Like when you're talking to the microphone, I you, you it brings out a part of you that that's very um, strong. You're 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 a very strong character. You are the first person to ever say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's a first for everything. What, what do you think about that? I think that's very kind of you to say, Joel. <laughs> I think there is something. Um, do 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 you have a hard time believing that? What's that? Do you have a hard time believing I that? Do when you, when you when I when I've been trying to do I don't know I've only done two of these things. I would try to be raw without being dirt like horribly dirty I guess and uh, and like when you're performing that's something different because it's like you don't have to be yourself you get to be someone else and uh, yeah and you're like the biggest critic on yourself. Oh yeah. That's yeah. part of why I I'm I've accomplished almost nothing creatively. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is crap. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in your head, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I, I, I love it. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a great voice, and I think it's a perfect, um, it's, it's like, uh, it's kind of like the same thing with, with like the, the. You know the what do you call that when when you have music and you have when you and you like for instance you want the guitar solo to really come out you know like like oh, wow, I don't know what that's called yeah but you know what I'm talking about like like it has to pierce through the rest of the sound they have like certain like for certain effects or something like that you need like you know like when they're talking about a blend of a band like a guitar soloist needs to have something that pierces through the rest so that you, you hear everything, you know, and, and, or like a voice needs to pierce through the, the blend. And so that, that's kind of what I, what I'm just as a metaphor for, for like, kind like, I like, you know, this whole idea of the, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But like, it's just a metaphor for like, like your voice, um, really comes out, uh, at, I don't, I don't, or maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing the metaphor right now because I'm getting distracted by all the sounds going on right now. There's like this big truck going by, but um, what, what, I, what I mean is that um, like you, you, uh, how do I explain it? You just you come out really, really strong, and 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 and, and you you're a very essential and important voice in 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 our four four man podcast i think i i like i like your your point of view and i like what you bring forth i think it's it's some it's a different wave of uh than what what uh we are like i think i think we're you know um i i tend to be um a little bit overly uh just in a different zone and and you take and you you um you bring forth this critical eye this eye eye that um that that kind of uh culminates everything and and bring and and uh brings it to a point and and then you say how it is or you should know or 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 like you bring forward a point of view that hasn't been expressed and i don't think is being expressed by the rest of us and i and i like that it's like essential it's essential to the to our mix well thanks joel (laughs) well yeah just keep it up keep it up so dan um how do you think our podcast come off to the general public how do they come off to the general public yeah like how do they react to it? How how do you? Like, I mean, or I, yeah, like um, how are we? Uh, like like uh, basically, how could we get this podcast thing to be um outside of our four way thing, or is this kind of what it is? I think it's kind of what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a very niche. When you think about it, it's yeah. If it's the four of us, I'm perfectly fine with that. And if other people are into hearing other people they don't know talk, then that's fine too. Um, I think each, if, if people want to um, get a bigger outreach, that's, uh, you know, it's their prerogative to do what they got to do. And uh, they should be, you know, if they want to do that, that's fine. Um, I don't yep. think there's any pressure to do that at all. Because, you know, this is sort of our thing it's our niche and we don't need to share it if we don't have to what we got joel we got something special 
<laughs> I, I agree. I, I really enjoy it. I mean, I, I, I uh, you know, can't wait for the next one. But um, you were saying also, and I, I agree, is that it's also kind of like a place to practice, you know, practice just talking on the, on the, on the fly. And uh, I find, you know, already I'm feeling like I'm, I'm a little more comfortable. I'm saying um and uh a lot less, you know, I'm, I'm able to keep it going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things I've, I've, going back and listening to stuff, I realize how horrible it must be for people listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm getting better. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, um, I, I was going to say the one thing, I mean, my, my one little strategy that I have, I mean, I, I, I like the, the four person group and I've been keeping that, but I also have my own little, like I, I've been explaining this all along. And I think, um, what I, what I'm trying to do is, is with my guests, I kind of am trying to, to a one, educate them a little bit about podcasts and hopefully maybe they might search podcasts on their own. And B, if you're, if you're being interviewed, most likely you'd be more apt to want to listen to it. You know what I mean? So, so I figure that might, you know, and I think that got my brother and sister They're They're not listening to them. And so, so I think, you know, I, like I, I, I make it clear, you know, there's going to be junk in the beginning that you have no clue what I'm talking about, but then as it gets farther into it, you know, then maybe you want to tune in and, and then you can listen to the interview if you're interested in it, or you could, uh, you could, um, listen to that, part that that gets more towards the me you know that has nothing to do with the 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 our our little relationship we got going yeah so, yeah so that's my way <laughs> all right cool dead air dead air <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that that's that's what I've been trying to do and and so like actually I'm almost even, you know, like 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 for our little group, I mean you could I could dismiss this whole um the interview part altogether, but I like the fact when I bring you guys into the interview that makes it even more special, you know, it's it's an interest it's like it's like first of all I'm a, I'm replying to you all guys in in the in the beginning and then and then I'm going to have one of you guys as a guest. I think that it's 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 fun, you know, all the interactions we get. Yeah, I I I wonder what's going to happen once people listen to this. <laughs> I I'm hoping Scott doesn't get pissed off and made fun of his laugh because it's not cuz I hate his laugh, it's cuz I think his laugh is great. <laughs> I I I don't think he's going to get that impression at all. At least at least from what I no. I at least for my, uh, what changed, Joel. what's that? <laughs> We're all different people than we used to be. Yeah. Yes, we have all Maybe changed. Got very vengeful now. Believe me, put in my left. He comes down, knocks down my door with his foot. Yeah, <laughs> how'd you get in here? Ha ha ha! to the ground. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, yeah. That's it. That's all I had to talk about, Dan. Awesome. Uh, how'd you feel? It only How'd... took like two and a half hours. I I know it did. I, I I did you did the time go? Did it did it flow? Yeah, some parts. There are the parts where I'm like it's getting a little rocky. <laughs> well, there you go. There's that 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 voice of Dan just you know saying it how it is. <laughs> 
Um, okay. Um, now, I did you have you heard the game that I've been playing with everyone? Uh, this is like a word association thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's all right with you, I'd rather not do that. <laughs> oh, okay. For one, it's like nine o'clock. I'd have to be up early tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problem. Um, I well, I appreciate you uh, doing this, and um, uh, I, I at least can tell you I have a new name for the game. I, I'm gonna call it the the mind game. <laughs> the mind game. Yeah, playing those mind Play games. What's that? Play that every day. Oh, you're going on the John Lennon angle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, play on words, you know. Because you're a big John Lennon fan. I sure am. Lennon or McCartney? Who would win the fight? Uh, a, a physical fight? A knife fight. A knife fight? Ooh. Yeah. Um, let me, let me think for a second here. Let's see. Uh, I've never really thought about him physical, but then, you know, knife fight kind of takes a little bit of the physical out of it. You just got to have some nice skills. And uh, and so... Now it's about who's who's the quickest rather than who's the strongest. Now, as far as quickest, I couldn't really say, but as far as someone being scrappy, someone that's seen the shit a little bit, I would say, once again, Lennon Lennon would come on top because, you know, he'd be the one ready to kill. Lennon fights dirty. Well, he'd be ready. To, he'd be he'd be the one that could kill. You know what I mean? Mm. Like like you, know, you think McCartney when he he you know he's he's a vegetarian. He's not gonna he's not gonna cut a lemon. Well, I just think that he would be more hesitant to do to to actually put a, a piercing blade into someone's heart. He would have the ethical quandary. Yes, and Lennon wouldn't. Lennon would just he. he he would have the ethical quandary, maybe, but he just wouldn't. I mean, if it were a matter of life or death and everything, he would he would have less of a trouble killing someone. This is a different perspective I've ever had on John Lennon. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I mean, if we're gonna, I mean, you were the one I asked about a knife fight, man. <laughs> yeah, now I'm having, I'm gonna have trouble sleeping tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Lennon. How Lennon will cut your throat. Yeah, how, how ironic being the way that John Lennon died. Yes. Yes. Yep. 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 <laughs> Great. All right. Well, it's a, it was it's a good note to end on. Um, Dan, I thank you so much, and um, I think people some some people and uh, will will in, will quite enjoy this, and I know that I have, and I think that's all that matters. Cool, Joe. Thank you very much for having me on your pod show, Cat. <laughs> uh, it was my pleasure. All right, I'll see you later, Dan. Uh, thank you so much once again. Sign off. Get, give us a good goodbye. All right. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. I love you. Or three. Or five. Maybe six. Maybe six of you. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. Well, that was it for our interview with Dan. Wow. Once again, uh, wonderful stuff. Dan's got a lot to say. I mean, he's he's got a lot of thoughts. You know, I I, I mean, even though he kind of sounded like you know that was a lot of time, and some people might not think that's interesting, and he might he might be true there. Uh, you know, you just gotta let that voice get 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 out away from you because I think that I could tell that Dan was enjoying the experience. I mean, just of you know, just just conversation, bringing 
bringing up topics that that you know that just just start just start your mind flowing i mean it it, it it's always a fun experience i think there, there's growth that happens and um and it was i think this was very enjoyable uh so thank you all i'm signing off i don't have any effects right now so uh because i actually switched the card over because uh we went so long i actually ran out of uh memory <laughs> So I'll see you all later. Thank you. Goodbye.